0: Hi everyone, I'm Van Estratum from Gnosko Ministries. Thank you for inviting us into your home and into your life. And we really pray that our regular visits will fill your spirit with revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ. The word must be fully understood and opened through the Holy Spirit when we read it. And we must know that Christ is the answer to all our needs and all our problems. May this teaching help you to fall in love with our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, if I can ask if you can hit the subscribe button, the like button and also the bell icon to be notified every time we upload a video. By simply doing this, you're not just helping us sharing this message, but you're actively helping us by your interaction to share this message to so many people as it becomes more visible because of what you've done. So thank you for helping us also with that. So now join me as we go deeper into the Word of God. Thank you. Tonight it's session 15, the Tabernacle of Moses Jesus. So welcome everybody. So we're going to continue today. We're going to start. We won't finish tonight with this. There's too much to say in this, but we're going to go to the Table of Incense. So we're going to start there tonight. Before I start, I want to repeat something I said on Sunday, and I think you guys did not hear me on Sunday. I said specifically, that what we do in the the church systems, doesn't matter what denomination, that's what's going on in the church systems, church, if we can call it that way, religious way of doing things. What they teach, how they teach it, how they work with people, cannot be taken into the third day. Think of what I'm saying. All that stuff, remember I used Delilah in the teaching as an example of that. Her purpose is to stop you from stepping into that. You're in that room, remember Delilah was in the third room? She's the third one, but she causes you to fail in that third room. You lose your power in that third room. Why do you lose your power? Because you're stuck in religious things. And that's why I see, sometimes when we bring correction to people that is growing and you start bringing correction to them, they don't want to take it. But they don't realize they're actually entertaining Delilah. They think you are saying this for whatever reason. They don't realize you can see they are lying on Delilah's lap. They think they're all good because they do all this stuff. Samson also did all this stuff. Remember he said there, um, I will just do what I've always done. I will just get up and do it, fight again. And that's how I see a lot of people, they, especially when they come through discipleship. Now they think, I can do it. I will just do this, I will just do that, I will just carry on. You cannot carry, just carry on. this there's, there's, there's again a sacrifice, a choice that we spoke about on Sunday that you have to make. But you need to know, you cannot take religious stuff into the third day, into the holies of holies. So you really have got to go think about what I'm saying. It's, it's of utmost importance. Um, I, I, I use the example of kingdom people because if you don't know it, we believe in kingdom is kingdom coming to earth. you get kingdom churches in South Africa and everywhere else also. but a lot of them the, a lot of kingdom churches preach we are already sons. Now which is I've given you more than enough examples to show you that we are, cannot be sons because you don't see it. we are not functioning as a son yet. We are sons in the making. So a lot of kingdom people think already they can take that, even kingdom teaching, into the third day, and you cannot. Because then it's just religion again. doesn't matter if you believe in kingdom uh, scripture-based teachings and stuff, but you're still acting religiously. You still can't do it. Alright? So you need to know the difference between this stuff. That you don't walk in, 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 in religious things and think you're on your way and you're going to miss it. Because the two cannot You cannot take anything into the Holies of Holies, except you. No no plans and schedules and things that you want to do still. You've got to be sold out to do what He wants to do. Alright, so today we're getting to the more important furniture, if I can call it that way, because we're very close to the Holies of Holies now. We're right in front of the veil, and like I said, it's the table of incense. I'm going to start reading Exodus 30, verse 1. Exodus 30 verse 1. You can follow or just listen. And thou shalt make an altar of burnt incense upon the, a, a, of a case of wood shall thou make it. A cubit shall it be in length thereof and a cubit in breadth thereof. Four squares shall it be and two cubits shall it be the height thereof. The horns thereof shall be of one piece with it. So the horns are one piece with the whole thing. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, the top thereof and the sides thereof, the roundabout and the horns thereof. And thou shalt make unto a crown of gold around about. And two golden rings shalt thou make for it under the crown thereof, upon the two ribs thereof, upon the two sides. If you shalt thou make them, and they shall be for places, for staves, wherein to bear it. You know, it's the stuff that they carried with. We've had so many rings and staves in the other furniture. And thou shalt make the staves in occasion wood and overlay them with gold. Remember, everything is gold thou. Because we the holy place. And thou shalt put it before the veil, that is, by the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat, that is, over the testimony, where I will meet with thee. And Aaron shall burn thereon uh, there incense of sweet spices every morning. When he uh, dresseth the lambs, he shall burn it. And when Aaron lighteth the lambs at even, he shall burn it. A perpetual incense before the Jehovah throughout your generations. He shall offer no strange incense thereon, no burnt offering, no meal offering, no ye shall pour no drink offering thereon. Alright, so this just gives you an idea how they were told about this. Furniture piece, how it should look, what should it be made out of. The next one I want to read is Exodus 37. And he made the altar of inches of acacia wood. A cubit was the length thereof, and a cubit was the breadth thereof, four square, and two cubits was the height thereof, and horns were, thereof were of one piece with it. Because remember, we just read when he said it's going to be built this way. Here they say it was built this way. And he overlaid it with pure gold on top thereof, and the sides thereof round about, and the horns of it, and he made unto a crown of gold round about. That crown of gold, you know what that is? So things they put all on the ore on the edges that looks like a crown. I don't know what you call it in Afrikaans. He made the staves of a cashew wood and overlaid with gold and he made the holy anointing oil and the pure incense of sweet spices after the art of the perfum- uh, perfumer. All right, so now let's look at this. All the furniture pieces um, up to now can be seen as a preparation uh, that is necessary for the, for a human, for a person, your soul and, um, and spirit as it moves through the different stages towards the Holy Self. As you can see there's it's a, it's a pattern that you have to go through for your soul to go through and way through you move to the holy place. Because a lot of those things that we spoke about earlier, the furniture pieces, addresses some of the stuff we carry, you know, the brazen altar. We had to get rid of sin and we left left it there and then the baptism, the baptism of the word, and the bread and the the menorah. Um, here was the burning of incense at this at this piece of furniture. This altar had only one purpose, and that was to burn incense. In the morning Aaron went into the holy place, like we just read, to dress the lambs and the trimmings of thereof. Um, they called it what remember we spoke about it last time, weeks the, the stuff on the on the candles that they are on the on the pits of the lamps, the menorah which he had to dress and get them right so that they can burn because remember they burned the whole time um, and then he would also light the incense on the golden altar that stood before the holy Sifoli. Um in the evening he did the same as we read when he goes into the lamps where the incense was, he did exactly the same thing so I said here, the altar speaks of prayer and intercession. It's what it stands for. There's a lot of scripture that you will find. I'm not going to go through everything that will tell you that it's about prayer and intercession. So that is why prayer in any ministry or in any group of people that's together, that's why prayer is of utmost importance. Especially with us and it's got a prayer group. That prayer group is of utmost importance because look where this piece of furniture is placed for prayer. You cannot enter the Holy of Holies without prayer. Pray in intercession and that's for yourself and for the others. Intercession. You see how important prayer is in a group. So when we pray, through Jesus, our, our, our saviour, he's the incense actually that gets poured onto the coals. In South Africa, we all know, it's easy for us to understand. People in other countries might not understand it that easily. But if we have a braai, a barbecue, like some people call it, we call it a braai. If you have burned out the, the fire and the coals are left, here they had coals, remember they brought the coals, we, t- we did that in the previous instance, they brought the coals from the altar outside in and put it there. So those coals are warm. What happens if you take a piece of lamb meat or steak and you put it on the fire and you spice it on the fire? Have you noticed? All of a sudden you see smoke coming and you get a smell. You smell the spice. That's what's happening here. They pour these spices on there so then it will give off a smell. And each spice means something and, and to bring forth the smell. All right, so when we pray, we're still talking about praying this always. That's why we pray in Jesus' name. <coughs> in Jesus' name doesn't mean you use it as a tool to ask stuff. Is who, it, what it, who and what it represents, that name. That's why you pray that. Also note where this altar of incense is. Remember it's made of gold. And the way Jesus was crucified, this is where his heart is. See how important this is? This is his heart, where your prayers go lie. This is his heart. It is actually, if you think about it, it's here at this place where God wants to teach us the power of the name Jesus Christ, which we use in prayer. Because you meet the person there. You meet his character, his heart, what he's made out of there so then when you pray in jesus name you don't use it just as a say like 99.9 christians do they just use it as a thing you must say after you say said a prayer or ask something they say in jesus name yeah you meet the person you know what that name means because you start seeing his heart all right and so it's very important to understand that there were five kinds of incense I hope I'm gonna pronounce this correctly. I even went on the internet to see. You can actually go on YouTube and there's a YouTube channel that show, tells you how to pronounce these words. But yeah, it's still difficult. Um, Stack day, they say, say funny. Stack day, oncha galbanum. That's the easy one to say. Um, frankincense uh, and Tempered. We're gonna to get to all of them. All right. We're gonna start with this one. Stack day. That's the one. It's here. like an oil all right I'm gonna start with this one it was it had a very sweet smell this oil It had a very sweet smell um, again that's why you will read in the Bible it says it had a sweet smell of sweet fragrance for the Lord many times in the Bible we read about pure mirror all right so mirror the way you got mirror is they had to make a deep cut into the tree. A deep, deep cut so that the mirror can come out. right? So they cut the tree extremely deep for mirror, all right? After the cut, they say the tree will cry. And the cry, the tear, is the stack day, is that. That there. That's where that comes from. After they get mirror from the tree the little drops. They call it tears of life. These little tears that comes out of the trunk. But it's like, it's another form of where the mirror comes out of that you, that you find here. But the prophetic thing about this is the mirror has to be cut to extract. This, voluntary, it's a voluntary act of the tree too, the tears that comes you don't do anything to get that out of the tree will do that naturally out of its own nature so it's a very prophetic thing that happens where the mirror you you have to cut the tree to get there it's also if you look at it that way it's also a picture of jesus this mirror the the, the stack there with the mirror because it's a voluntary act for jesus to come to the earth to be sacrificed it was a voluntary act he chose it it's the same as this is also Picture of Jesus is, everything is a picture of Jesus and all this stuff. You know that by now, but that's why. I said you, every time when you come in the name of Jesus before the throne of God, the Father is reminded of the voluntary offering of His Son. When you come and stand in front of Him. That's why God can hear and accept your praise and offerings at the altar. Because of the Son, the voluntary offer that He made. I said, God wants to take the channels of our spirit, that is now like worship, prayer, hope, faith, reverence, and make them one with his own heart, with his hum, 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 um, humility. He wants to make it one, your spirit, one with his. Why? Because you wear at his heart. You become like him. That's why you've heard me say so many times, it will maybe make more sense to you, when I would say to somebody, I can see an encounter with the Lord. What do I say, actually say? I can see you met him because when you meet him truly, your heart will become like his. There's something that changes in you because you, you heard his heartbeat. That's what happens when you encounter the Lord. That's what changes people, is when they get there. Note, notice this while I'm saying this now. People don't get changed at the menorah that much. They can, but not a lot. People don't get changed at the table of Shewbread. not that much. Reading the Word. They don't get changed much at the brazen altar. Their sins get forgiven, but do their character change much? No. Nah. Come on, you guys know, you've seen it. You get a lot of people that gets born again, don't change much. You get people that's born again, baptized, working with the Holy Spirit, and you still struggle to see that they are actually following Jesus. They are still the same. Why? They haven't been near to the heart. They haven't encountered. That's where you change. It's there. That's why you will hear me every time saying, some people think I say to to minimize the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's not. You can do all the signs and oneness. You can read the Bible as many times as you want to. You need the encounter, you need to hear his heart, that changes you. None of that stuff changes you, it helps you, but it's not a... There's a difference from stepping to this altar than all the others before that. There's a deepening, a quickening happening here with you when you have this encounter. Who is the one in the Bible that had this encounter very quickly? That the Bible mentions? They all did, but I'm talking about one of the disciples. One of the disciples, John. What was he called? The disciple of love. And it actually says in your Bible, he's called that because he's the one that laid on Jesus' chest the heart. All right? It's very deep too, if you understand what it's saying there. So, yeah. So I said this was the end that, that Jesus was referring when he spoke to his disciples, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Okay, now this focus on what I'm saying here. This will help you. Jesus was saying to these disciples, On that day you shall ask me nothing. Uh, some church groups love you quoting this verse for now, using it now. So I'm going to read this in John 16, verse 23. And in that day, ye shall ask me no question, very, I say unto you, if you shall ask anything of the Father, he will give it you in my name. You know this verse, some churches use this verse quite a lot, but let's break this down like I've taught you. And in that day, so what day is this, that day? Ye shall ask me no question. What question? You're not going to ask him anything in that day. So in that day, that you will ask no questions. Very well, I say to you: If you shall ask anything of the Father, He will give it in My name. Again, in the name, eh? Let's look at where we are. So Jesus was saying that in that day, when the Holy Spirit comes. And leads us into the holy place, when He takes us in to this place where we are supposed to find and you begin to grow in the measure and the stature of Christ like we've said before you will not be asking childish questions of why when where you will stop doing that so when you get especially when you get to this altar those questions why when who come yeah those things will stop when you start functioning here because you will understand who he is in the beginning before that we still ask a lot of questions why how does this work the why the why questions all the why teachings or the how teachings how does the Holy Spirit work how does tithing work how does the anointing work how does uh, what is there, Baptism work and all that stuff. The house become less. You don't function in that anymore because you've done that now. You've grown beyond that. So you will not be asking questions um, for the position of the. I said yeah, of the right hand and of the left hand anymore. Otherwise, what's going on here with Jesus? Remember where his right hand is and his left hand is. You will not be asking those questions anymore. You will ask in his name whatever needs to be asked, because you know the person and you, you know his heart. Uh, I said that when you get acquainted with the humility of his name, you will not be asking for things to consume the lust of the flesh. There you will not ask stuff that you want and need. It will be, You will not function like that anymore. Before that, the people that's still working with the left hand and the right hand, they still have to ask Lord help you do this. And there's a place for that, but it's not your focus anymore. All right, there but when you get here, your focus is only Him. Not this stuff anymore. Oh Lord, I want more healing. So Lord, I want to help me with this and with that, and uh, it becomes Him. Alright, the focus shifts in. I said, in other words, when we live at the altar of incense and learn of Him, the person, our hearts and spirit made one with him he will not need to say that he is uh, that that he's praying for us we will know it by the unity of the hearts with him like in verse 26 it says in that day you shall ask in my name and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you all right in that day remember what I said you will not be asking him to pray this will do this for you because you will know he's working with you you are one you know his heart you know this is something you would want to do because you know this is his character you don't have to ask it you're going to function in that in the prayer that you're in with him the talking to him because you know his name you know the person so just remember that's all this is the one spice we're still talking about here what it represents in what you stand and what is that spice for and who that spice is, which is talked about Jesus, but it also talks about what we get and what we receive in this stuff. The next one I want to touch on, the emphasis is on the on, sha. Now, if that, you see there, that's the little bits that comes out of a, a seashell. This comes out of a seashell. All right. The word Aja means scale. Scale. They say it smells leathery. The smell of it is like leather, leathery. This is, this, um, it gets prepared for usage by roasting it on a fire. It's a lot like we do here with alikiraka, with, parakeila. Um, if you've seen, they put it on the fire, and then it will, when it's cooked, fully cooked, it will, be easy to take it out all right it's the same thing they did with it this year Um, and out of this then when they do this there's the oil that came out that they they had i mean this is think about this how the lord said to get this stuff i mean look at where they have to go to get this stuff one cut the tree open and it comes out this you have to go get a specific shell in the sea cook it on fire to get the oil out of it i mean it's not just go pick a leaf it's nothing like that. It's way more intense and in detailed. Uh, they say um, this uh, shot derived, it's perfume from feeding on a spike spikenard. I'm going to show you one just now as a plant, the spikenard. It eats this thing and that thing makes it that it gets this odour, this perfume, the smell. See, it's even more. It's got to eat that thing, so that thing gives it the smell that it releases when you when you want to get the oil out of it so it's a lot of there's a lot in in this they probably are dedicated people just doing this Um, i said that we see that the fragrance of the oncha was precious because of the picture of peace that it was painting Um, the fragrance could uh, only be obtained by roasting of the oncha on the fire uh, it was not alone enough to come in uh, in the flesh, Jesus. He had to endure the suffering of the cross so that the peace can come between man and God. So this is also, again, a picture of Jesus, the offering, the burnt offering, the offering. You watch the lamb? That's where you get the oil. All right. You see the, the connection between the two with Jesus, the oil, him being sacrificed for us. Um, I said, so when the incense were burning, it reminded the priest of that peace, that covering, when they smelled this. the in the holy place um we look at peace there's different types of peace in the bible you get peace with god i said the forgiveness of sins and being reconciled with him it's that's called the peace with god then you get the peace from god i said god wants us to dwell in the holy place under the fragrance of the name of jesus in doing that we absorb his odor that's why we say you have an odour when you walk around, people smell, smell you, Do you have a nice odour. <coughs> That's where you get the smell that you carry. Think of what I'm saying now. That's where you get, when you get, stand in front of this altar of incense and this smoke is coming up where this was in. Your clothes and everything had that on there. So when they walked outside they could smell it. So when you go into your inner room and you talk to him and you go lie on his chest, you are there and those smells come upon you. And when you walk outside in your workplace, people pick up that fragrance where you were without you knowing it. Or that's when they will want to talk about Jesus with you maybe because they sense something they can talk to you. What do they sense? You don't even know it. They smell. Have you noticed? If you have a smell in you, you don't smell it yourself. Other people smell it. Have you seen a guy that smokes a lot? They don't smell them, but you go stand next to them and you really fall over with the way they smell. The close smell of smoke, but they don't smell it anymore. Well, it's the same here with this. People smell it. It's there for people to smell and come closer. I said we must remember that the peace comes through the roasting and the suffering there's no other way that you can get that the spikenard or the plant of peace was used as a medicine for nerves well, they use it as for nerve sicknesses and stuff this, this plant i said yeah a soul will come to the holy place somebody will come to the holy place meditates upon the name of jesus and they will find the sweet peace of his name infusing his heart and spirit that smell coming upon that person with their soul coming to the uh, that altar, giving a prayer. That's why Paul says in Philipp, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, In nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication, look where he's looking at this, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your heart and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Do you see what is Paul praying here? What is he thinking? There's by no chance that he's using specific words here. the Holy Spirit. that's what Paul is saying. He's speaking from a place that he's talking about, where this prayer and supplication must come from, where you will find the peace and it's without understanding when you, where you receive it and it will, shall guard your heart and your thoughts. Also, Matthew five nine, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Let's put it this way: if you have not been to the altar of incense, I don't know how the Lord's going to use you as a son. I'm not saying he's not going to do that. I just don't know how, because you your heart hasn't been fused with his, you don't have his peace yet, you don't have his character, your, his nature yet, because to be a son, you've got to have what the Father had in him, and that's where you get it, is that, at the altar of incense. So, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. You see, to become a peacemaker, you first need to be your prayers and your, Everything needs to be on the coals, with the incense is, which you have to, your head must be on his chest. Then you will become a peacemaker, and then you, will, you can be called a son of God. That's why we need to carry his peace everywhere we go, today even, even though we're not walking in the fullness of it yet. We are called peacemakers, luckily not troublemakers, but some people are more troublemakers than peacemakers, wherever they go, Christians. Do you see if somebody's still a troublemaker? What does it tell you? They have not been to the altar of incense yet. They will do lots of science and wonders. Know the Bible. But they have not been there yet. Because they cause problems where they go. There's always fighting wherever they go. There's no unity. There's always issues. And that shows you. It's not that when somebody does something wrong, it's They constantly do that. Right, everybody makes mistakes. It's when somebody constantly do that, then you know. The next one, halbanum. I said the main reason for the halbanum was to increase the perfume of the incense and to support it, so that it, um, it remained much longer this, carried the other smells to make them last way longer, this oil that they used here. All right? It speaks of endurance of Jesus Christ because this kept the smell hanging long for longer than when the others would quickly burn out. I've even seen that with these oils. You get these. as lady has got some of those oils. Some of them burn out like that and others they see take longer. They burn out. So this is one that they mixed in there to, to do that. Revelations 8 verse 3 and 4. And another angel came and stood over the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should add it unto the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne." Look what this angel is doing. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail who that angel is or what that angel is, but it, I don't think it's like we think it's a thing with a, a, a being with wings. It's a spiritual language that's talking here, because the whole book of Revelation is spiritual. What other book in your Bible, just for interest sake, like, is very spiritual, like Revelations? Have you thought of it? Genesis. There's so much here, I and I haven't gone deep in Genesis. But man, there's a lot of stuff in there that's very prophetic. Song of Songs is also, I would say that it's the third one, is Song of Songs. It talks about the bride and all that. But Genesis is a very prophetic book, just like Revelations, with all the animals and the things they use. And you can't read it in the natural, only. You're not going to understand everything. Alright, same as this. Angel is not just an angel. Everything in this book is spiritual. Everything. Don't read it that the altar of incense is now something spiritual, but the angel is not spiritual. Everything in this book is spirit in the revelations. All right. Verse 4 And the, the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints. Look there. The one of the saints. The prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. That's deep, if you understand what's going on here read the, And another angel came and stood over the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should add it unto the prayers. Look what, he's using this incense on the prayers that's coming in. So every prayer you make now, and it's difficult, we, we struggle to f- even think of it that way. Where does it go? It goes here. Because here it says, and the smoke of the incense, because now the incense is poured on there, with the prayers of the saints. The saints are the ones that's already died. Where are their prayers that's already died? What they prayed for? It's still there. Went up before God out of the angel's hand. Here, God's dealing with the prayers that's been lying there for generations and generations. And stuff is coming into fulfillment there. I said, we should know that the precious name of Jesus perfumes perfumes our prayers and makes them acceptable before God and His throne. I said, the ingredients of the galbanum was uh, only obtained from deep incisions into the heart of the trees. Also a deep cut to to get access to the galbanum. Uh, And I said, why is that spiritually? What does that mean for us? I said, you have been praying for a long time and have not seen the answer yet. Um, do not be discouraged for jesus is the supporter of the prayer and he will cause it to endure before the throne that prayer it will endure until god gives the answer don't be in a haste that's the biggest problem in the church we're acting like the world we want everything done now i want to be a prophet now i want to be a apostle now but you haven't even been with the lord a year or you haven't even been with the Lord for five years and you want to act already in a in a position you see because we want things done quickly because we're in this world in this rat race where we want things done quickly again you have to go through each furniture piece to get to where you need to go you can't jump it otherwise it's a religion it's you and that's why here it shows you that longevity to keep things going um Keep on praying, your prayers are not gone, doesn't disappear. And I'm we all struggle with that. There's no one here that says they can't struggle if they pray and pray and things are not happening. And you feel like you're praying in the seating or nothing's happening, God's But here it says your prayers end up here. And the time and a place, a point of time, it will come up before the Lord, that pray. There's actually a lot of verses in the Bible where they actually mention this. Frankincense. In Song of Solomon's. They talk a lot about the frankincense, the plants. Uh, but they, what, what is interesting, if you compare the plants found in Song of Solomon's 4, 14, 13, 14, compared to the fruit and the number of, of, of the fruits of the spirit, you find something interesting. So, I'm going to show you now what I mean. In Song of Songs, yeah. Let's first read it, then I explain. I um, should. Or an orchard of pomegranates with precious fruits, henna with spikenard plants. You see, there's a spikenard plants. Spikenard and saffron. Calamus and cinnamon with all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes with all the chief spices. Do you see here? Orchards of pomegranates is one. With precious fruits, two. In you know, with spine plants, three spiny with saffron, four columns, five and cinnamon, six with all trees of frankincense, seven. When well, and goes on. All right, so there's a number of the, the stuff mentioned in Song of Solomon's. Um, now, if we go to Galatians 5 but the fruit of the Spirit is. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. You say, you can actually do it with all this, all the spices if you want to do this. it will still work. I'll just use it as an example, you can do with the others on your own. So number seven: frankincense meets up with. faithfulness. All right, you can go do your own investigation into that. I just wanted to put it there that you know you can go look at it. It's something nice to go look at. It's the seventh fruit. So, frankincense is a picture and a type of faith or understanding. All right, look at Colossians 2 3. In whom are hid all the treasures of the wisdom and knowledge. Look, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So, Jesus was the wisdom of God. The understanding of God and the faith of God manifested in flesh. That's a mouthful just in that sentence. Look what they say about Jesus. He's wisdom, understanding and faith. That's all Jesus. You see why that verse in the Bible makes sense? It says everything was created for Him. It's about Him. Everything. Even these spices. I said your Paul writes, Often in his letters, all his letters that he writes, um, the letters to the Ephesians, ever, he would use these words like we read here, this type of wording that, that we read here. And he does that actually to the, that the people that's reading these letters can have the sweet incense, they can smell the sweet of this wisdom of uh, of Jesus, this revelation of Jesus in the holy place. He wanted them to get that, understand that he's actually saying stuff for them that's hidden in that. And that's why he always points in his letters about these things, uh, basically so that you could know the mysteries of God. Um, I said that God, through the frankincense, wanted to paint a clear image of the purity of the understanding, the faith and the wisdom that is in the name of Jesus Christ because we need to understand the faith. The word frankincense means white and of course white speaks of purity, it speaks of purity. Something interesting to remember now when you read these things and remember I'm telling you this stuff so when you read your Bible and you see these stuff mentioned in your Bible It gives you an idea what's going on here. In other places, like for Jesus, I've got an example here. The wise men that brought the gifts to the boy Jesus, Uh, they brought frankincense, remember? was one of the stuff they brought him, the faith and everything. So I said here, uh, they were therefore saying that he is worthy of all the wisdom. Faith and understanding. They were actually doing a prophetic thing by giving him frankincense. In the natural, it was worth a lot of money. That's why they brought it. But God made sure they brought that because it was prophesying over this boy that he will have all the wisdom, the faith and the understanding because of the incense they're giving the boy. See how we can't think these things out? We're not capable of thinking these things out like God did it. It's not humanly possible to to even try to figure this out. Song of Songs. Who is this that cometh out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with mirror and frankincense, with all powers of the merchant? It's a deep verse, that. This is a picture, and I want you to hear this, if you can see this. This is a picture of a soul, your soul, or a soul that has been intimate in intimate communication with Jesus. Okay read it again now. Who is this that cometh out of the wilderness? Look where this one is coming out of. The wilderness. Like pillars of smoke. Pillars, you all know stability. Of smoke, you should know what smoke means. Perfumed. This person is perfumed with myrrh and frankincense with all powders of the merchant. Your soul being nurtured and ministered to. That's what's happening in that verse. That's what, when you read, it's actually going on there. mirror speaks of humility. Remember that, um, you know, yeah. so the mirror, mirror speaks of humility. Frankincense speaks of understanding. The wilderness is speaking of a time of tasting and trial. So look where this one comes out of. Comes out of the wilderness, out of a testing and a trial. It comes out of a journey. And when he came out of this journey, how did this soul come out of this experience? This soul that we read there in Song. What does it say about the soul when it comes out of the wilderness? The soul came out with humility of Jesus with the light of his knowledge, faith and understanding. That's what that verse says he came out of. That's what you should come out of when you come out of the wilderness. I mean, you can ask yourself that question. How do you come out of the wilderness experiences when you go through them like that? Because you're supposed to come like that out of it. When you've been through the wilderness, that will show you went through the wilderness. That will show you, that you went all the way through, came out victorious on the other side and understanding. You will have the smell on you of this. You will not be shaken. So there will be a sweet smell in you when you come out of the wilderness. You will not smell like sweat. You will smell like these incenses. People will pick it up. If I can give you an example, a couple of years ago, a guy asked me that I knew way back, which was a, a, a difficult guy. Um, he, he wasn't an easy person to talk to and anything. so he asked me to have a coffee a couple of years back so he was sitting at the coffee and he was talking and talking and talking and all these things that he was saying and, and at some stage I turned to him and I said to him have you been to the wilderness have you been in the desert recently and he started crying and he said yes and I said to him I can see you went through it because something changed in you. In the area in your life where you used to act this way I can see something changed. So what happened there? Is this. This guy went through this. When I spoke to him I could pick up he went through the wilderness. Something died and there was something more beautiful that came out of the wilderness experience than he had. And this guy sat weeping in front of me because of what he, what he went through. Because this took place. If you come out of the wilderness and you don't know what happened, you didn't go through, you went halfway out. I'm sorry. You will be like this, like that guy, weeping, when you think back of the wilderness experience. Because it's the only place where you find Jesus is in the wilderness. That's the only place you will grow is in the wilderness. You don't grow anywhere else. I'm sorry you don't. So, songs 8:5. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness? Leaning upon her beloved. He's talking about this. is not the bride and the bridegroom. Look what he's saying here. Who is this that comes? Can you see this has got nothing to do with a physical marriage? This is not going to make sense in a physical marriage. There, there is stuff in, in that book that helps with marriage, but it's way deeper than that. Who is this that comes up from the wilderness? Leaning upon her beloved. Look where she's. I raised thee up under the apple tree, there thy mother brought thee forth, there she brought thee forth that bare thee. I'm not going to talk about the apple and all that, that's got different meanings and stuff. Um, I just ask you, are you leaning on him, on his understanding and wisdom and faith, or are you leaning on your own understanding and wisdom and faith? Because look again, what happened here? Where is this one coming out of? The wilderness. You see where you meet Jesus? There. That's why most people that go into the wilderness, don't finish their wilderness, don't grow. They, they, they will not grow. They don't learn to love. Leaning on a pot, her beloved, you won't be able to do anything else if you come out of the wilderness than to lean on him because you meet him in there. Your heart becomes his heart. His heart becomes yours. If you lean on him, your soul will be filled with joy. You will have a fragrance that everybody will love and want. Because your soul is the one that's being repaired. Kingdom teachers believe our souls are already fully restored. A lot of them believe that also. Just if you want to know that. I don't see that our souls still need a lot of work TLC that's why we need the Holy Spirit that's his job to help us to greet over these things a lot of Kingdom people think our souls are fine and already good and well I don't our spirit is because it's one with the Lord that's where he stays but our souls have got a journey because I mean the Bible says on the day of the Lord our souls will be saved there's still a lot of stuff that's going to happen with our soul. There's a journey that it goes on. We will continue. I'm not going to go on now. We will continue with the, the other fragrant Spice. And then there's still a lot to say about this altar of incense. But I want you to see something here. The placement of this, I've just given you a lot of info on each incense that was used. Just so that you can use it in other places in the Bible to see what it's talking about. But I want you to see these spices and incense in the, thrown together was good in, in, in the Lord's eyes and it speaks about Jesus, each of these, but it also speaks about where you are on your journey. If I can smell that on you, those spices, if we can smell you have peace, understanding, wisdom, long-suffering. Or do you get angry that quickly and that you have those spices, can I smell it on you? That's what he's talking about. There's only one place to get that smell on you. It's at the altar of incense. You have to go there. Forget about the signs and oneness that you've been doing. It's good. You're going to still do it, but it's not about that here. It's not about the reading of the Bible, the water baptism, the salvation that you had before the, the altar this is something separate before you enter from here you enter into the holies of holies you have to have that encounter meet him lie your head on his chest like john did to become the disciple of love his love in you and only then will we be able to go through the veil enter into the holies of holies Thanks for watching. Please subscribe to our channel and make sure to click the bell notification button to get any notifications when we upload a new video. Stay blessed.